I think about a month and a half or two months since we last talked. A lot of stuff has happened there. And every, every now and then I sit there and I'm doing my notes and I go, geez, I wonder what Drift Glass and Blue Guy would say. And I listen to their show and I always have questions and I, I find that I can't get responses when I when I talk to the radio. So uh, I thought we'd call them up. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Sonny and Cher of podcasting. Uh, they're incredible, ladies and gentlemen. The Leopold and Loeb of left-wing uh, thought. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Drift Glass and Blue Right. I'm wearing Bob Mackey, you know. I love your Bob Mackey. On. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is wonderful to see you guys. You're looking very healthy. You get your uh it, we are doing this uh via visual so I can see the bookcases. These people read. Uh if you don't trust things that I think, uh then uh, trust what they think cuz they they read re- they read a lot. So uh uh we're we're going to be going to it. Uh ladies and gentlemen, I I have to mention this coming in. What's with the Taylor Swift shit? What's what's with the Taylor Swift shit? <laughs> they were up, they were upset about the border, and now they're upset about Taylor Swift. Um, well, she's she's done three things. Be a woman that are supposed to be belong to Republicans: oh. country music, football, yeah, and voting. Those three yeah. things are only supposed to belong to conservatives. Oh, and straight white couples. And straight white couple. There yeah. you go. And yeah. very much straight white couple. I mean, 1950 yep. straight white couple. Right. Yeah. Meet me after the football game. Let's go for a malted kind Let's of thing. Let's go for a malted and and I've got my hair in a ponytail. She, yep. She's cute as a bunny. I'm not. They I, are a cute couple. They are. Know. He is. He is in love with her. And yeah, he's know. a big, strong football type. And he's funny. And he's And funny. he's he's personable. Yeah. And he does ads in this country for. um COVID vaccines. He does which, ads for you know, COVID is, vaccines. Yes, he does. So he does. it's it's uh, you know a, a multiple problem that he so he, he is pro vax. He's, he's a communist. Um, I good. A Bolshevik, really. Not, not even Bolshevik. A communist, he's a Bolshevik. Wanting to do that. I also occurred to me that they haven't. You know, whenever they lose an issue, because they're about to lose the immigration issue, the the migrant issue. Because uh, basically, uh, the uh, Biden called them on it mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, you want one? I've got one here." And I don't know. We yeah. don't want it, of course not. And yeah. uh, so they've lost the migrant issue. Uh, they've lost the economy because whether or not people in the Americans recommend uh, America actually see it as true, we see it from over mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that you guys got a three uh, percent uh, unemployment rate, the lowest right. span. Yeah, the stock market. I mean, for a lefty, I'm talking about the stock market. The stock market is the highest it's ever been, uh, ever. ever, ever, ever. So, uh, what are they going to run? And 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 yet, and yet, and yet, and yet. yet, I opened up my uh, uh, thing today, and I, I uh, this this came out in the uh, in the news today. I'm no doubt you heard it. A surging Donald Trump. Would beat President Biden if the election were held today, according to NBC News. The weekend tally shows 47% to 42%. They're only calling people who responded and sent away for the Tom Selleck DVD on, you know, home home mortgages. Reverse reverse mortgages. (laughs) That's their mailing list. That's who who the only people they call. 
Yeah, well, I, I the, so, the other, the other, but the other, uh, the Quinnipiac poll, and I know polls are shit, but the yeah. Quinnipiac poll was very similar in so much as I cannot believe, and I said this last time we were together, I cannot believe that he, this guy gets no credit no matter what he does. Um, what can the Democrats do? Because I, you know, what can the Democrats do? to change this dynamic, which seems to be worrying at least. You know, what's your input on you wanna, that? You want to answer that? Well, I'm is this throwing a it swearing to show? Not <laughs> yeah, swearing. no, swear all you want. Jump in. What is All right. First thing you do is you walk into uh, the New York Times headquarters with uh, bandoliers and swords in each hand. says, look, fuckos. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak to your economics people. Not Paul Krugman. Yeah. Paul Krugman... I don't know if you heard this. Paul Krugman is being asked by his editors if he really doesn't want to respect the fact that some people think the economy is bad. And he's like, no, it's economics. It's numbers. Straightforward. It's black and white. Yeah. Yeah. But some people feel, you know, I feel that it's bad. Yeah. Um, I think what you do is you ignore the polls until, you know, August and October. And you, you start firing up for the um, State of the Union, which is in March, mm. and you you walk out there and you start sh- being Joe Biden. And look, I want first thing I want to debate this son of a bitch. I want to debate him on health care. And the, the day he drops his comprehensive health care plan, where everybody's going to save a ton of money and won't cost anything, yeah. I will debate him on that subject. Show me that thing, and I'll in writing. <laughs> Number yeah. two, if he has um, if presidents have unlimited immunity. Half you sons of bitches would be in prison right now. I would get no half your ass. Oh, all of them. A bunch of scumbags. All of them. Oh, all of the them. They, half. The, the Republican Party, the people in the Congress right now, you're dealing with people who, who voted against uh, putting the duly installed leader of your country in power. Yeah. Right. They yeah. are treasonous by, by absolute yeah. definition. Out they go. Gonna, and they have no, no goal except to sabotage that country. And don't forget that there are you know, a good number of senators there who signed a letter to Iran oh, did that. back when Obama was president <laughs> and were traitors against Obama and Obama's foreign policy. Tom Cotton led that, wrote that letter. And Tom said, Iran, Iran, don't do any deals with our this president because we'll undo them as soon as he's out of office. Not that anyone ever said that before. Right. You'll get a better right. deal with me. Right. <laughs> Trust me. That's, what, that's what Senator Skeletor from Florida yeah. is saying about immigration yeah. out loud, which is, right. no, right. no, we don't want to make anything harder for President Trump when yeah. he gets back in office. So we're not going to sign anything. I mean, they're playing all their cards face up. Yeah. They're going, we don't want to do deals because we think our voters are stupid <laughs> and won't know. And they are. <laughs> but you have to sort of say that out loud. And that's the thing that got us screwed up last time, not us, because we, we speak honestly. But uh, I'm doing a post, and we're doing a thing tomorrow about the history of the um, uh, uh, the uh, deplorable statement mm. that Hillary Clinton made. That yeah. Hillary Clinton correctly identified half the Republican Party as bigots and imbeciles. Yes. And everybody lost their mind. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. my God, you can't say that. You can't say that. And about five, six, seven years later, most of those people are like, oh, you know, well, maybe, ooh, huh. Maybe cool. they are. Well, maybe they are. And it's time for Joe Biden to lean into that. So you know what? 
I can't appeal to the to the two thirds of the Republican Party who are just out of their fucking minds. They, there's no saving these people. I want them to have clean water. I want them to have good schools. I want all good things for them. But you can't reason with them. Yeah. I'm talking to the third of the Republican Party who are not yet completely insane. And who understand that Donald Trump is a nut, who's a dangerous psychopath. And I think that you know in your hearts you're voting for a traitor. And I think you're yeah. better than that. And you drop the microphone, and that's the end of the State of the Union. Yeah. And you, and you, and you run their own words as commercials over and over again. Yeah. They keep giving us ammunition. That's a really, that's, that's very, yeah, yeah, that's it. And you spend a shit ton of money. You spend a billion dollars on ads in six states and just bomb the crap out of them every day. You can't get away from the fact that Donald Trump's saying crazy shit. Mm, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, that's my strategy. I think that's a very good strategy. I, I, I think that I, I, my, my concern watching from here is that they've been. Um, I, 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 I kind of want the Re- Democratic power, Party to start bringing the fire. Yeah, bring yep. the fire, man. Just, uh, just, just go in. You know, there's a line from Mississippi Burning, where Gene Hackman turns to, uh, uh, forget the the other actor's name, Willem Dafoe, and he sits there and he says, oh, yeah. "says uh, you, you, we're not going to do that." And he said, "These people came from the sewer, and we better climb down there. If you if you want to fight them, you better get down there and 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 get a knife, yeah, and yeah. bring a gun to them, because that's the way I feel about it." Mm-hmm. I say, you know, that you know, this uh, you know, we go high, they go low. Fuck that. Nope. Not Remove their work. testicles with a fucking rusty knife, bury right. them under fucking garbage, salt the goddamn ground, and hope that they never come back. Because Al Capone. Yeah, I want to be dead. I want to go to Forest Laws and piss on their ashes. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's the way I feel because, I mean, it's like uh, impotent as I am over here. You know, I work with Democrats abroad mm-hmm. and we do some uh, calling over here. But that's not going to win your election. So no. we're, we're sitting here looking at this going, we, we just can't believe it. Um, every time well, I like, talk to you. But if we hadn't run an eight-year lab experiment on being civil being and being nice. open-hearted and being nice called the Obama administration and got us nothing. They went, they went crazier. It got worse. So we know what doesn't work. Treating them respectfully and not erasing their voices and not calling them what they truly are, that doesn't work. That just makes them think you're weak. So all the other things have failed. It's like the light bulb. You know, We know 99 things that don't work. Hmm. So now let's try the one thing that at least will make Good class happy, which is <laughs> carve their fucking hearts out with with melons, melon ballers. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and never stop. You just want to see blood on the wall. That's it. I, 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 I do. I, I, but I simply I be, say George George Stephanopoulos did something un, un, quite remarkable this weekend. Was when JD Vance was lying. On uh, what a piece of shit that guy is. He's just lying, just, and he knows better. Goddamn well knows better. And George Stephanopoulos cut him off. Cut his mic. Said, I'm not gonna no, no, I'm not gonna sit here and let you lie on television. Yeah. Boom, done. Now he's gonna go fundraise off of that. And George Stephanopoulos should never put that piece of shit on the air in the first place. But there are moments happening where people are like, I can't do this anymore. I well, especially do- since one of them got sued for a lot. 
that had yeah. to settle. Fox had to settle for $787 million. I know. And now they are editing Trump's interviews <laughs> yes. and removing all the times he says cheated mm. and rigged. stolen and, rigged, you know, cheated. 2020, it was rigged. Terrible. They're just editing that out of the interviews. Yeah. So they don't get sued again. I, 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 you guys have had a theory for a long time that I am now, I, I very much support, and a lot of people don't. And um, it is my view that the wish of the Republican Party, you, 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 you proudly go about and say, don't, uh, I, you know, Blue Gal, you always say, don't call it Trumpist. Don't give me yeah. Trumpist. That's bullshit. Right. It's the, it's the, it's the, the newest emperor's new clothes. It's crap. Right. These fuckers have yep. been about these fuckers were fascist long before that. Well, you remembered Nixon and oh. and Vietnam and well, negotiating with the Vietnamese behind LBJ's back. Well, this is a quote yeah. that I managed to fusser up from my uh, uh, great senator, bad date, Ed Kennedy, mm-hmm. Ted, yeah. Teddy, who I had a lot of time for. I don't give a shit who knows it. I thought he was a it was a great senator. Yep. And if you went to his funeral, uh, which everybody I know did, you couldn't get near him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. People who knew him, people who had so, uh, the, and I, I witnessed the Republican um, blackening of his name and the, the fear they had for him. Mm-hmm. And when he was against Robert Bork, he said something that was very, very revealing. It was, Robert Bork's America is a land in which women would be forced to have back alley abortions. Blacks would be sit at a segregated lunch counters. Rogue police could break down citizens' doors in midnight rays. School children could not be taught about evolution. Writers and artists could be censored at the whim of the government. And the doors of federal courts would be shut on the fingers of millions of citizens whom the judiciary is and is often the only protector of individual rights that are the heart of the democracy. Said in 1987 about Republicans, gee, sounds familiar. Well, he was wrong. That's not Robert Bork's America. That's John Roberts' America. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's all of you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah, that that is so creepily prescient. Yeah, you know, this is and and he could see it. There were people who were warning that the party was going down this dark road for decades mm. and they were sidelined and crap potted and, and they wouldn't be taken seriously. No, and, and but you, but. But the, in my thing, if you can even go back to uh, uh, the uh, um, uh, the uh, conspiracy to overthrow FDR. Yep. Yep. Uh, in which Wall Street Republicans, they were Republicans. I, there's a great book uh, about Smedley Butler, who was the guy that basically uh, blew the whistle on that. Mm-hmm. And well-organized, well-financed coup in America to form a fascist state yeah. right and i think that there there has always been an element and a large element and a moneyed element in the republican party that has been working gradually over tens of years they never give up they right. never give up oh, yeah. they, they're they're still working on taking apart roosevelt they, yeah, they well and drift glass talks about the patient capital of fascism 
You know, they patient capital of fascism. Just keep spending it, and eventually it'll pay off. And there's a bottomless pit of money there to just long term investment. Yep. Oh man, but it's amazing. Yep, and it's not about Roe v. Wade. It's about allowing corporations to pollute. You know, Roe v. Wade is the icing on the cake for the right wingers to feel Mm -hmm. like they're saving babies, but you're not saving babies from lead in the water. No. Yeah, that that that, that what, what, what do they call that a, a loss leader to get you? Loss this? Leader, yeah, right. exactly. Well, it's, it's I mean they have the problem of every pre-fascist government. They have the problem of the Prussian generals in 1933, which is we've got to find a way to get people who should know better to support our shitty agenda. Well, what do they like? Oh, they they love they hate they hate they love babies. And they hate They like white fetuses. And so let's tell them that the government is killing babies. And those people over there who are black and Jew, they don't like those people anyway, are behind it. Oh, and uh, they're they're out for your guns. They want to kill your guns away. Meanwhile, they don't give a shit about any of that. They care about their taxes and their regulation and and the fascist-controlled government. Mm -hmm. That's all they care about. So they will tell the base anything. And now we have built this country a base who will believe anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's now the things are very dangerous because it doesn't matter what JD Gunn says. Right. There's just 60 million people who nod their head and say, nope, yep, yep, yep. yep. And the number of people who think that Donald Trump was sent by God. Mm-hmm. That scares the shit out of me, man. Yep. I, I did you do you guys ever look around and go, yeah, I knew there were fascists here, but I didn't know how many. You know, it's <laughs> I'm really seriously, man. I knew there uh, were fascists. Uh, I didn't know that yeah. they were all that. You know, like you should be driving in a car, and that guy from the, uh, you know, uh, invasion of the body smashes should be up against your window, going, "No, they're here. They're already here." You know, you know. I and- I started blogging the day after George W. Bush was reelected. Uh-huh. Oh. You know. yeah. Yeah, and I started blogging about five months later. Yeah, so was it ra- Fran? Was it rage? N- no, it wasn't. It was just timing. It was that was when people were starting to blog, and I was a computer person. I had a computer and so forth, mm. and I saw these blogs, and I saw it was free. And the the interface was easy, and I was a writer. I kept journals and so forth, and I wasn't going to write about politics. I was just like, oh, this will help me write every day. This what is were you going to write? What way gonna... to type what I'm thinking every day. What were you going to write about? Motherhood or, you know, knitting or just what I'm doing today or what it's like to live in Alabama as a Democrat. But, of course, the first thing that happened was the the election had just happened. And we didn't know who was going to to win Bush v. Gore. Yeah. Um, so that's what everyone was writing about. And that's when I met people. And yeah. so I and I was always very interested in training and building community and mm. helping other people who might not be skilled. At- she used to do salons. Online. Yeah. Good old fashioned conversational. I heard online. that. I heard when you were yeah. talking about that on the show. And yeah. then that, that and it was did... typing. It was just a chat room. And uh, I started that with people that I had met through uh, blogging. And it was a community and it, of old school bloggers. And 
Still is. Yeah. I, and I met my husband that way too. That, so. There you go. There you we go. Were, we we met face to face 14 years ago this month. Yay! I know. I listen. I I've heard the story. It is legend. Yeah. And so. and you know, both Chris and I, uh, Chris, when she was here, we 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 thought you were the cutest couple. <laughs> we we did. We thought you uh, was like was like. I remember I was driving to Queensland, and I remember listening to you on a. I make DV. I make CDs of your show. Oh and we we put it in the CD, and we drive to Queensland, and uh, I literally just turned to Chris one day, and I just went, "She reminds me of me." <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor Swift eats your heart out. Yeah, well, I don't. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan because I'm an old retrograde uh, yeah. guy, but I became one immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Immediately. Her her song Shake It Off, which is, you know, her, her songs are very personal. And the one the one that was a huge hit over here was called Shake It Off, which is about all all of the things the media says about her. About how many how she can't keep a man and she yeah. dates too much and she's loose and everything and she shakes it off. And that song has helped so many mm. Teenagers and young women be yeah. able to deal with being she, she just seems <laughs> being a, on the internet. She seems know, originally nice, a decent, originally nice, and yeah. very much willing to share her personal experience through music. Yeah, and I was not. I'm 60 years old. I was not an NFL fan. I haven't watched NFL since high school. You know, but Super Bowl. And now I am. Yeah. Going for the Chiefs, dude. I have a yeah, dear friend of yeah. mine who's who I used to do the show with, who's a Vietnam vet and uh, lefty, and uh, he's a devout Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, and, who makes congratulations barbecue. to him. Oh, he's a lovely old fella, and uh, he I met him at a uh, uh, Democrats Abroad meeting. And uh, it was love at first sight, you know, oh. because I, <laughs> he's a huge guy. I'm a huge guy. And and we, we get along. Hey, listen, what I was thinking about doing, it was I was thinking about uh, uh, before we get to uh, topic number two, I was thinking about now we're going to play a little game, ladies and gentlemen. And this little game, uh, the, as you know, these people are incredibly intelligent. Uh, so we're going to go name the conservative, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Name the conservative. Oh, no. This is your chance. To through a quote, name the conservative, and the first one will be. Well, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Okay, here's now conservative number one. Who will the antichrist be? I don't know. Nobody else knows. Of course, he'll be Jewish. And I'll give you a clue. This president of an organization uh, uh, lived from 1979 to 1990. He's, he's dead? Oh, Jerry thank Paul? God. Yes! One point, oh, Blue Gap. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, we're doing dead guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dead guys. No, they're, they're all there. <laughs> they're not all right. from this week. But, but good wishful thinking, man. Somebody it's could have great. said that this week, you know. Huh? Yeah, I'm thinking, hmm, that sounds like a Mike Pence thing. Yeah, the Mike Pence thing. Okay, uh, question number two. Um, a woman has a right to an abortion. That's a decision that's up to the pregnant woman, not up to the Pope or some do-gooders on the religious right. I'm Name guessing the... John McCain. 
No, no, farther back than that. I'm Ronald going back Reagan? into, huh? It, Ronald he, Reagan? Wasn't Ronald Reagan, but he knew Ronald Reagan. Richard Milhouse Nixon? No. No. Who who did Ronald Reagan support for president in his, uh, in fact, he, he, he uh, spoke at the convention for him. George H.W. Bush. No, Ronald Reagan. Oh, Goldwater. Goldwater. Barry yeah, Goldwater. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yep. Barry Goldwater. Just yeah. interesting that they used to have that opinion. Um, yep. Yep. Okay. And, that, and abortion was legal in some states yeah. before That's Roe. True. People forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, here's this, this one I like. I will never apologize to the United States of America. I don't care what the facts are. <laughs> I will never apologize for. Okay, living or dead? Uh, he's uh, alive, still. Right oh, around. I think I know. Is it? Um, no, Ollie no, Moore? he's dead. He's he's, he's the one oh. that's dead. That, that's a clue there. He's the one that's dead. So it's not Oliver North. Okay. No, but they have the same initials. Oliver North. Oh, yeah. Cutting. No, that's not right. He was speaking to Republican ethnic leaders in 1988 after the unintentional drowning of an Iranian airplane. Do, 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 do. Ogden Nash. Ogden Nash is correct. No, it isn't. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> George Bush. George Bush. Don't care what the facts are. He doesn't. Oh, oh. <laughs> you, you had. We, we believed you when you said he had the same initials as Oliver North. So we were <laughs> I was going. Oh, oh no! I have the same. They, they have the same initials as each other, senior oh. or junior. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, I was messing with you. Sorry about that. Uh, and the last one, because uh, I don't want to get too game showy, even though that's what I really should have done with my life. Uh, <laughs> this is the quote uh, from somebody that's around now. Not my son. And I, I know a lot of young people don't want to have anything to do with that. It's like throwing your life away, not to mention how they forced them to take the vaccine. And the ones that didn't take it have been discharged. Who wants to be treated that way? said a blonde woman who usually resides in a trailer <laughs> or should there's so many well it's not lauren bobert no is is it marjorie taylor green yes oh my wife american so smart ones yes <laughs> And by the way, for those who go keeping score at home, uh, Lauren Bobert is uh, uh, suing her husband. So great, that's another kind of really real trailer for trash assault? shit to come wow. out of that party. <laughs> you know, it's, it is. Did you hear? Did you hear that? She, you heard that she switched uh, districts, right, Lauren Bobert? Because she wasn't going to win in the home one. She wasn't going to win at home, so she moved to another district, and she finished fifth in the straw poll ah! in her new district. Like the Beverly Hillbillies, she loaded up the truck and she moved to Beverly. She, she's going to wind up. She, my, my colleague at Crooks and Liars said this, and I totally agree. She is going to wind up on Fox News' yes. show called The Five, where yes. she'll sit with crossed legs and uh, yep. high skirt and her her and she'll um, have to Beetlejuice dress mm-hmm. and uh, you know shake she, it for the conservatives. And she'll have to make make believe that that guy is funny. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gutfeld. What's his name? Still yeah, have to Gutfeld. laugh at Gutfeld's jokes. Yeah. Uh, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, they they wanted to make the show Gutfeld a comedy. So when they titled it, they put an explanation exclamation point at the end. Oh yeah. well, that's funny. <laughs> Remember to laugh. You guys know comedy. Yeah, these guys know comedy. Do you remember that Limbaugh and uh, Ann Coulter had a TV show? Yeah. <laughs> a half-hour comedy show? Dun, 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 lasted dun, dun, about dun, dun. a minute? Oh, yeah. it, was, it was dreadful. And I know. They were, even Fox couldn't make that work. Well, here's my theory, man. Being around a lot of people, and I don't make generalizations, but I'm a comic, so I do. Uh, there are a lot of the people that happen to be on that side of the break. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, they don't have a wide area of comedy except for uh, funniest home videos. That they yeah. find hilarious because okay. I've been around them, and I, because I, my my uh, my brother-in-law. <laughs> he has no sense of humor, man, but he, he likes watching other people get hit in the balls, probably yeah. more than life itself. <laughs> it's, it's, but there's no subtlety, and uh, irony's not big. I don't think they no. get it. I don't think they get a lot of irony. That well, being I, I think this yeah, is go not ahead. an original observation, but um, being an outsider, being an underdog, being somebody who is not part of the main culture makes you a better community. Because you're looking in on the culture from the outside, and you're the oppressed group. So the Jewish comedians, black comedians, gay comedians all have a much clearer picture of the mainstream culture than us middle-aged white guys. Some of and, the, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I'm not. No, nope, that's okay. But no, I mean, it's like I had a book that was given to me of some of the funniest mm -hmm. jokes I've ever heard. You know where it came from? The Warsaw Ghetto. Oh wow! Yeah. Knock down, drag out, grip your chest funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I I'm think the, the more you get the shit kicked on you, the the the, the more you need humor to stay sane. Yeah. To to not just get so depressed that it really right. does a job on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and what you have is humor. You've got yeah. no other weapons really, and what you have is humor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I had noted something down here that I was going to do. Uh, here we go. What's my number two point? What's with Americans? Okay, here you go. <laughs> That's just what, what I put. What's with Americans? What's, what's with you guys, American? man? And I used to be one of you. Mm -hmm. um, Americans complain about their lives. Evidently, Americans are not happy. In the briefest opinion polls, polls, they're just not happy. They sense it's bad. But uh, I did I, I did some research, and according to the World Bank, and they know stuff, uh, <laughs> there's a graph. And I'd show you this. I wish I could share it for you. Um, but uh, basically, what they what they have come to the conclusion after their analysis is that the American public has always been the test. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, the entire country is relatively rich. If you compare mm -hmm. it to the rest of the world, uh, America's bottom ventile on this graph is richer than most of the world. That is the typical person in the bottom 5% of American income distribution is still richer then 68% of the world's inhabitants. Mm -hmm. Now, check out the line for India. India's 
poor ventile corresponds with the fourth poorest thing, and the rich is the 68th. Yes, that's right. America's poorest are, as a group, as rich as India's richest. Mm-hmm. Is there no, and I, I, I can correspond to this because I have friends from Australia and, and friends, and I've toured uh, areas that are really poor. And I don't think Americans do. I don't think they have any oh. fucking idea uh, how lucky they are. And uh, my theory was, uh, and I'll just throw this out to you and then just let you have at it. Uh, American public has always been the test tube to mold public perception. Uh, they have been purposely hooked and addicted to sensation. They have been put into a, 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 a almost an experiment of, of uh, of thought control, in which they have demanded more stimulation, more outrage to get a response. Simple competence isn't as attractive as outrage, and like an ADD child, they're addicted to this stimulation. For a large portion of America and for a certain portion of the world, the constant state of unhappiness is a state that is the objective of the media and that treats the country's citizens like a cattle truck, uh, cattle stuck in a Skinner box. And I did my degree in media, and I really do think that if anybody, if you were in another uh, environment, the economic uh, uh, truth of what's happening now in America would be viewed completely differently. Mm-hmm. Because the conservatives here try to make it like we're, we're in terrible shape. It, no one's buying. No one's buying. You know what mm-hmm. we don't have? We don't have 24-hour cable news. Mm-hmm. We yeah, don't have 24-hour. Sure. We, we do not have this hothouse of just constant media bombardment 24 hours a day. And well, maybe, and by media, you mean Murdoch. I mean Murdoch, I mean MSNBC, I mean CNN, I mean, you know, you can't walk into a bar. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like 50 screens. Fuck it. Pick one. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you, Dr. Evil? You have to have mm-hmm. everything. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I went back there. I went into a cab. I couldn't get away from a television. And there's yeah. a constant yes. kind of. I think it. This is me, and it's just I'm just a, you know, I'm old country doctor. Well, I'm going to push back a little bit on, you go, on girl. Push, your, push away. your uh, monologue there, in that this is something that right wingers on Fox often say mm. about the poor in the United States, which is how dare they complain? They've got refrigerators and microwaves. Mm. And the fact is that you've got Jeff Bezos building yachts for the helicopter that services his other yacht. And then you've got, in this country, about 28 to 35% of people under 35 living with their parents. Mm. And that is such a drag on our economy in terms of, you know, no one of childbearing age able to find a place to live Mm. on Mm. their own. Afford a place to live. Afford a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because wages are still not keeping up with housing inflation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a generational problem because the boomers and I, you know, I am cusp boomer, drip class is cusp boomer, but we don't own a second house. We don't own this house, you know, yeah, I know. we're not, but if you live in Australia, people, we know people who own two houses and have been on three cruises since COVID really? stopped. 
But if and you they're, if, they're the ones bitching about the economy. If you lived in a house, if you lived in a country that put their kid, if your kids through college, and and made provided sure health care provided health care like this yeah. country, you could afford that little house. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's why we exactly. have a little house. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Man. And you sound yeah. like Bernie Sanders. Goddamn <laughs> right, pal. Well, and the other thing is that you know it is. You see in the polls consistently, there's this, we always look at one another and give a little wink when the polls come out and it's 37 to 39%. There is this very hardcore MAGA base in the country that is 37%. And it always turns out, every poll, you'll see 37%. Like, oh, 37% think this, 37% think uh, English muffins are too expensive. And so that means the economy is terrible. Um <laughs> And unhappy in the United States, at least, uh, equates to intelligence, especially when you're talking to a pollster or a man with a microphone. Yes. You don't want to go, everything's great, because then you sound Pollyannish. You sound dumb. You don't sound savvy. You don't sound like you, you've really thought about it or analyzed it. Mm-hmm. And and the other problem we have in this country, and I don't know, I think this is unique to America, is we just have a whole lot of dumb shits who have never looked outside the United States for anything. Right. Yeah. And so they they don't know about, they, they call it socialized medicine. What you have is socialized medicine in Australia. And yep. so you must have to wait three years to get necessary surgery. No. You can't possibly be any good. No. Your doctor can't possibly be any good because you don't pay for it. Yeah, and that's they've never traveled. They've never watched a documentary about it. They've never looked at any, analyzed anything. They just are in their own, like you said, America's Funniest Home Videos, and and Sean Hannity is their view of the world. Mm. You know, the, the Stuart Stevens was a Republican. Yeah, uh, a, a reformed Republican. He he did his. It's all a live book. I've got a copy of it on one of the 20 bookshelves I have around here. Yeah. And that's why we can't afford to buy this house. Right. Glass. We can't afford to move all our books. <laughs> uh, we have to burn them. And, you know, books are that holding is, it that's up. a problem. <laughs> well, it'll protect us from the blast waves. You know, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a nice thick paper shield. Insulation. Um, but Stuart Stevens used to say, you know, back when I was Republican and Ronald Reagan used to say, and I hate to go Reagan, um, if you're in America, you won life's lottery. You're the luckiest person in the world. And there probably was a time when people kind of felt that way, thought that. But first of all, there's no such group other than geographic called Americans. There just isn't. We're like four. Well, I know. We, we talked about and, that. It's like yeah, yeah. You know, different and, different countries. And so different when, when people say, you know, the Americans think this or voters think that, you've got to disambiguate it because that's not that's not true. That's, that's pundit talk. But secondly... People don't compare themselves to India. They compare themselves to Warren Buffett. Yep. They compare themselves um, to Jeff Bezos, Soros. To to El, Elmo Mush. Yeah. You know, that that's their aspiring, that's what they think they should be. We have been there. Somewhere between Donald Trump, you know, two billion and and Musk, you know, 170 billion. That's what they should be. Yeah. And they're not. And that means someone is is taking that sh- their stuff. And preventing them from having the life that God had promised them. And that someone is probably a liberal. And so they're very unhappy. 
They're it's also very happy. By liberal, we mean Jew. We mean Jew. Jews, the Jews. Yeah, I the knew Jews. it. You knew we'd I have knew to bring it was that the out. Jews. Always the Jews. And so someone's taking your stuff yeah. and keeping you from your life. Yeah. And it's those people over there. And and most importantly, and this is where I have a big beef with a lot of my never Trump allies. Says the problem with these people is they never change the fucking channel. All you have to do is get your ass out of the chair and go. If you're gonna watch, watch something else. Watch, yeah. watch football. Watch anything. Yes. There's the Fox, 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 all day long, and and in the on radio while they're out in the world, they're listening to Sean Hannity. We have two stations here in this town that play Republican garbage all day long. They're saturated in this stuff. And they, they won't remove themselves from it. Mm. So you have a 40% of the population are addicts to bad news who still who believe the country was never better under Donald, than under Donald Trump. Everything was great. And then now everything's horrible. And if Donald Trump's elected again, everything's great. Yep. Yeah. And there's no and you have a media, a mainstream media, who feels they need to validate those people. And Honor them and not disrespect their opinion, and say, you know, some people believe otherwise. Some, and then you have the centrists who don't want to take a position on anything. They'd rather lose a limb than take a position on something. Yeah, and that's sixty percent of the population, maybe more. So that's what we're all fighting. Until you took their bodily autonomy away, and boy, that got a lot of attention. Yeah, Mm. a lot of a lot of people who weren't political before but happened to have uteruses are all of a sudden very political. Well, that yeah, they should. Yeah. They, they should, man. I, I yep. the obsession with the right wing over sex, the, it, yep. it's always furtive. There's always this blue velvet shit with them. Yeah, you ever mm-hmm. notice that? It's yep. always kind oh, of yeah. like, oh, it's just always kind of really just. It, it makes you feel kind of ill. You know, it's just always yep. the, yeah, at least. Let me tell you, I had this comedy riff once. I said, I sat there and said, yeah, yeah. Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy slept around. Yeah. You know why? Because we have presidents you want to sleep with. You want to sleep with Nixon? Fuck it. (laughs) And we have good old-fashioned regular sex. We're not meeting each other in shower stalls. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know. You don't want to yuck anybody's yum. That's our problem. With the Republicans, it's always this shit, you know? Always this kind of, like, real, uh, Yes. And they're the most moralizing people in the world. And it makes sense. And yet they're going to vote for a rapist. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a personal friend of mine who's a well, not a friend, but a relative, who's a born again Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never known anybody who's more vindictive, more nasty, more mean. Mm-hmm. I could just—it's the hypocrisy just just oozes. And yep. I know people who worship uh, crystals who are some of the most Christian people I've ever known. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, you know, who will... We always called, in college, we always called those Christians with a small C. That's mm-hmm. right. But they'll give you your shirt off the back, man. Absolutely. When I was when I was yeah. collecting money, I did a lot of uh, charity work. And uh, I was pretty good at talking. So they put me on the front line. And, you know, uh, if you want to get money... Don't go to the rich, man. Yeah. Don't ever yeah. fucking oh, no. go to the rich. In they will country, not give you shit. Single black women are the largest donors yep. to charitable charitable. Go to the poor. Go to the middle mm-hmm. class, maybe. Yep. But the rich will 
just fuck you off. What happens yep. when you get a lot of money? Do you immediately become a dick? I don't know I why don't know. that's true. I have never found out. I'd like to try. Yeah. You should yeah. experiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, how much time we got before you guys got a nine more minutes? Nine more minutes? Good. Let's let's not talk politics. Hey, what about the leftovers or the you know, the holdovers? The holdovers, the movie. Excellent the movie. movie. Great movie. How Sweet movie. Beautiful was that. That was wonderful. The cinematography is absolutely it looks like it was made in 1973, doesn't it? It's, it's New England too, you know. Yeah. And and if yeah. you you're no. from you not from New England, but you you you, you hear I me. I spent a lot of time in New England, so did Drift Class. Yeah. 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 And I, all the way from the opening credits, the fonts, the way they, they uh, speckled the screen like it's an actual film. It's yeah, it was really beautiful. I well thought it Paul Giamatti acted too. I was in tears. I was literally in tears. I think it was because of the way they dealt with um, with grief. Yeah, yeah. And I I've been there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know when she's in the kitchen. Oh man. That, that I hope she wins the Oscar. I really. Oh do. man! I just watched her. I went. That's it. Yeah. That's true. That's real. You yeah. can't. You can't say why people ask you. You just go. No. I, you just. You can't keep yep. that up. You shut you, down. You shut, you shut down. it down. Yeah. And it's physical. And yeah. uh, I know you guys have experienced that as well. One yep. thing about having money, the other thing you experience when you watch that happen, that process of death, you realize if you're if you're smart, and I think I am, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Everything around you are props. Yeah. They're props, man. Yeah. And and once they leave the stage. That's it. And yep. the people that love you will miss you. Yep. And that's that's as good as we can ask for. Yeah. Absolutely. And oh. and the yeah. And the so other of, go, go. Really. Oh, speaking of Paul Giamatti and props, we listened to Mark Marin interview Paul Giamatti on his podcast. Yeah. And it was about obsessively collecting books. Books. And I gotta have my books. Mm-hmm. And I and he'll haunt science fiction used bookstores and like do you read this no i'm not gonna read them I'm, i've got i've got to have all the different covers and like <laughs> i i i and and you know and i was raised in the university and i went to this i'm like my god this is our tribe yeah that is your We're, tribe absolutely. and mark maron's very good i like yeah. mark maron i was listening to his podcast a lot this but is yeah. episode 1500 of mark maron's podcast i know it's been going long, longer than we have and it, it is, they are like soul brothers, too. Yeah. They, but they clicked immediately. The two of them click immediately. It's a wonderful yeah, I, episode. I, and I think that's why um, the whole of his works. Yeah. Because all the actors, I, I completely believe Paul Giamatti is this guy. Yes. Yeah. And his, this is his whole life. And he's at the bottom rung of a, yep. of, of a crappy school. And he's gonna, not going to make it. And he makes this moral decision yeah. at the very end. And he's still he's still kind of a crab. He's still kind of an asshole. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. But I, I love, love I, I love that which ennobles uh, the, the good in us. Yeah, that that, that you come away not feeling grubby. I'm so yeah. you know. And there have been masterful yeah. movies that like uh, the flower, the the Scorsese stuff. Oh, we haven't seen that one yet. Oh. We did see a movie this weekend that we would like to recommend, though. Whoa, tell me. 
We had to go to Peoria. To we had to drive to Peoria. To, went to Peoria, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had to drive an hour and a half away from the state capital of Illinois because it's not playing anywhere near us. Okie dokie. It's a movie about black people. Yeah, it's a movie Negros. about black people. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's called American Fiction. I want to see it. Oh, it's so good. And it hasn't it's, come out it's yet. Like Holdovers, it is an adult movie about adults. Yeah. And and they don't treat you like an idiot. They you understand where these characters are coming from. They're they're not typical people, they're not stereotypes. Um and not everything works out for them. Some things do, but some things don't. And that's the way life is. That is life. And yeah. Yeah, it's a story. Yes, it is a story. And you you and that Drift Class has talked about this many times. He's taught writing classes. He and I have taught writing classes together. Um, if you're writing a story saying, well, this is how it actually happened. That is not Don't care. valid. No one Don't cares. Care. It has to, the story has to make sense as a story. And Plus, this does. This There is love. There's death. There's jobs lost and gained. There's irritations and there's throughout. Irredeemable screw-ups. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, failure. There's failure. Failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like it. It 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 it, it would pair well with um, uh, Putney Swope Putney or Swope uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. Never both seen of, them. Yeah, both of those. Yeah. Oh well. Putney this is someone on a movie podcast. I have. Absolutely. I God damn it. I'm I'm and I'm a movie guy too. I I have, yeah. I have not seen either one of those, but I I like I like those things that uh, make me come out of the. Uh, the theater feeling uh, ennobled yeah. rather than feeling yeah. sad. I like one that treats me like an intelligent adult. Yeah. Hard to find no. these days. Yeah. Things don't blow up that no one wants to see it. Uh, no, no, no blue sky beams in this movies. No blue no. sky beams. But I will say, I will say one other thing that you recommended on your podcast. I been, I just bust through it. <laughs> It is. I watched the the last episode again last night with Fargo. Fargo, Fargo. I fucking adore that. I I think it's the best one they did. The first one was brilliant. The last mm-hmm. one was just poetry. I yeah. loved it. I I just I, loved everything. Could you figure about. out? Could you figure out what this guy was doing in the 16th century? Suddenly, in the middle of the show, I'm like, what the hell? Why are they showing us this? I don't then, care. Oh, it's yeah, magic it realism. All pays off. This is magic realism. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a fable. Except it's grounded in reality. It was yeah. oh man. Oh man. So good. It it just it just is. And so many of those things are happening on television now rather mm-hmm. than in the movies. I mean, back in the old days, I, I the old days, you know, you, you go see yeah. a movie like that. And now mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I do a movie review show on Wednesdays on the local radio and uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> find it. I'm becoming this person. I never thought I would become <laughs> well, this person. We so, are living through a golden age of television if you know where to look for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are. We are, yeah, we are currently enjoying Monsieur Spade. Yes, uh, uh, Monsieur on Spade AMC. is on AMC. Uh, Clive Owen. Oh, set in, set in uh, France. Yep. It is the story of Sam Spade, twenty years 
after... Yeah, it's it's after the war, so it's 20 years after the know. Maltese Falcon. It's 20 years after the Maltese Falcon with references to characters from the Maltese Falcon. Right, definitely. See, you guys, you guys get... You get he's everything. old, he's tired. <laughs> I'm still waiting for shit to come out because I'm, 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 on, the, I'm on the tip of the world. You know, you keep, well, on going, you keep on going from where I am. You know where you are? Antarctica. That's it. <laughs> and speaking of Antarctica, have you seen Murder at the End of the World? <laughs> have you seen that one yet? Murder no. at what? Oh. Murders Mur- at the End of the World. Murder at the no. End of the World, which also has Clive Owen in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where, where can I find that? At your local uh, no, cinema. No, I'm trying to think of what channel that Murder was at the End of the World. Okay, I'll look it up. I on think the, that was oh. Hulu AMC, too. I think it was. See, I, we don't get Hulu. Oh. We, we have a thing called Binge that is a Murdoch thing. Okay. We have a thing called Stan. And we have another thing called We Get Prime. Uh-huh. And that's it. Well, we're we're also watching a show with Peter Capaldi, who we both love. Yeah, I love um, Called called the criminal record. Criminal record, oh. and that's on Apple. That's a Apple Plus. I haven't got Apple TV yet. Okay, well, Peter Capaldi did an interview that I thought was really interesting about streaming, mm. and he pointed out that he used to have to wait for um, something to be released in Italy. Or something okay. to be released in England, and he said that is that is changing, and it is going to be around the world. You'll just eventually these streaming services are going to figure out. No, everybody just needs to be able to watch when they want to watch it. So I'm hoping. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> because meanwhile, yeah. just watch old Thin Man movies. Old Thin Man movies. Oh yeah, are no. great. <laughs> I love old Thin Man movies. I do I, too. Uh, Nick and Nora. Thin- oh my goodness. Thin Man, uh, uh, Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce, seen oh, yeah. everyone. The best. When I was 12, you know. The uh, best. There's gorgeous. Oh, there was a question floating on the internet today. Okay. And it was, um, don't lie, don't try to be cool. What book were you reading when you were 12 years old? Oh. And I thought, man, I was an omnivorous reader. I, I, yeah, I, you read a lot more than I did when you were. I was, when I was Ray Bradbury, Brown. Encyclopedia Brown, and How and Why books all at once, so... But at 12 years old. My Side enjoy? of the Mountain. Oh, great book. I was reading book. The Hobbit. Yeah, I was flat out reading The Hobbit. Yeah. The uh, Well, you were smart. You know, yeah. you're just like, 12 years old, I wasn't up to The Hobbit, man. I was like, <laughs> boring. Why are they trying? I don't get it. You know? <laughs> now, how much do you remember about My Side of the Mountain? Oh, a lot. Yeah, it moved me d- deeply. Yeah. I wanted to go off in, in on a mountain and, and become thorough. Yeah. And, you know, and learn I mean, to grind acorns and yep. go to the library and learn how to survive. Just and end up like that guy who got killed in the bus, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was at this time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, you're wondering why I came in with the music. I came in with the music. It was at this time. During our uh, my interview with Chris Drift Class and Blue Gal, that the entire internet just collapsed. <laughs> That's it. during that exact moment we were talking about uh, uh, my side of the mountain and uh, just a few artistic bits that we were talking about. We were talking about you know what films we liked and stuff like that. I do so much enjoy. 
I can't tell you how much fun I have uh, when I get to talk to those guys. And uh, just a, a, an absolute uh, push for you. If you want to really be informed and you really want to um, listen to uh, a podcast that just uh, makes you an addict, uh, the Professional F Podcast with Driftglass and Blue Gal. Absolutely fantastic. And not only that, they are running two podcasts now. And um, No Fair Remembering Stuff, which is also on. So listen, uh, y- you will be referred to by a friend. Uh, they they will they are informative, they are funny, they are great. Driftglass and Blue Gal, thank you so much for joining me on this special presentation. We're going to be back uh, and uh, try to be a little bit more regular with our shows during this uh time as we're heading out toward another election year so uh thank you for tuning in tonight and uh we'll look forward to seeing you uh down the road in the next couple weeks all right thanks so much have yourself a good night Good night.